What's up, everybody? Welcome to Take After the Take on this great Friday morning. What? It's a beautiful Friday. It's what? a beautiful Friday. Man. What's up, brother? How you doing? How you feeling? Uh, we'll get into it a little bit here, but uh, <laughs> I know you want to talk about it, but it is a beautiful Friday overall, aside from other things. So, yeah, it's glad to be here, my man. Yeah. You know, there's only so many times, you know, that you get really excited. And you know what? I don't even know why I'm really excited because my team got bounced out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? So I, I know, I know, I know why you were excited. Go <laughs> ahead, though. But with that being said, we're going to jump right into it. My name is Dante Keller Woods for my man, Michael Friends. What up, what up? What do you think went wrong with our Lakers? Uh, well, I mean, we, we talked about it. They were they were outmatched. I mean, look at what happened with Anthony Davis. You know, he was uh, in there for five minutes. Yeah, that was. I mean, he shouldn't have been in at all. But right, he shouldn't have been in there at all. And this goes back to what we talked about early, early, early in this uh, this, this 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 podcast development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we said if he was going to be injured, you don't want to see what like. You don't want a Kevin Durant factor, right? Like what happened right. in Toronto, right? When he was with Golden State, when he pulled the Achilles and tore, right? Yep. Well, I mean, look, they were injury ridden all season. I'm not making any excuses for for the Lakers. No, they're not. They're not. They lost. I agree. I agree. They lost, but their injuries were something to, that was very hard to overcome. They didn't have a lot of time with this team to be put together. Mm-hmm. See, this it's one thing when you have what was it, 90-something straight days in the bubble? Yeah. When you have a situation like that, then maybe you can accelerate because they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't do anything. They were stuck in the same spot, right, which is why a lot of those guys have PSD, PTSD. So if you if you have new people and it's like, well, what are we going to do? We have nothing else to do. You work on your chemistry. You right. get your practice on, right? Right. Now it's a little different. Now we've got injuries that amounted up. We've got Frank Vogel, who was pretty much exposed as a coach, right? Yeah, he was. So there are things that stacked up against them that said, wait a minute, these Lakers, they're great only on paper because of LeBron and AD, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. They have good pieces, but are the right pieces for that system? No, they just had good names. Right. And- right? So I don't know. I think that stuff mounted up. I think the youth on Phoenix's side is something that people need to watch out for. If they, yeah. if they, if they turn around and become consistent, like I said, I want to see consistently consistency before I start believing. Right. But should next year, last year was a great pre prelude where they went eight, no in the bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So we had we had a little bit of a scene, a little bit of a view of it there. They came out, they played very well this year. They got Chris Paul, which leveled them up from one person. But there's also more help. Uh, you have you know people with more years under their belt, etc. A little more chemistry again. Monty Williams, like you said, is a development coach. Mm-hmm. There were, I mean, as a fan, I could easily go back and say, you know what? I watched last night where. Wesley Matthews was getting beat up. LeBron James was getting beat up. And there were zero calls. Yeah. I could blame it on that. Yeah. But that was last night. There's also a couple times, like I, I mentioned, when Anthony Davis got hurt. 
that was a foul they didn't call. They didn't call the flagrant on Jay Crowder on LeBron. So there, I could see where, okay, there could be a little bit of influence from the referee side, if that's the case, but that's me as a, as a LeBron and, and, mm. you know, Laker fan making an excuse, but I could see that either way. That still doesn't change the fact that twice in the series in two different games, they were down by 30 points. Yeah. So let me, let me make some, some, some points to your points real quick. Right. Do. I think you're thinking you have PSTD when it comes to your previous Phoenix Suns, you got to get out of that mindset, brother, because that's an old mindset. They have evolved. Now, you pointed out just now with the bubble, okay, the bubble, we saw what they could be if they added a solid piece, which is what they went and did. They went 8-0 in the bubble. That was not by a fluke. They went 8-0 in the bubble with the same team. Didn't lose anybody, but added Chris Paul to that lineup to enhance everything else that they were doing. So when they, when that happened, right, I said, they're going to be one of the, they're going to be one of the top teams in the West. Now I will say this, they spent like a hundred and something days in the bubble, right? 108, something like that in the bubble. Well, they had a short off season, but they got the also taking account and that they were out from March to July. Now, LeBron is different. LeBron worked out, right? Mentally, he had to get himself prepared. He's a lot different than everybody else, right? But at the same time, they didn't have the type of offseason. Like, LeBron didn't have the type of offseason. And the reason why I want to point that out is because even on first take, Stephen A. pointed this out. What in the hell are y'all doing? And you know this man spends $1.5 million on his body every single year to get ready for the NBA season. What are you guys doing, right? So at the same time, and I got to stop saying right because my, my wife pointed that out to me. But <laughs> what, what are you guys doing you can go work out with LeBron. You can go say, what is your training regimen? You can also say, what are you doing nutritional wise? So I can be like you because AD got a large contract and we know that he's been injury prone. The players or athletes that are injury prone are the ones that are not taking care of their bodies properly right. in the off season because right. The offseason is where the work begins. And and I bring this, I want I wanted to tell you this because something great happened, but we're gonna talk about that off, off camera with trading. But something great happened with me, but it's because I was putting in the work in the offseason. I was putting in, in the work in the offseason. You gotta put in the work in the offseason so that when you get to the season, you are playing the game at ease. It was almost like in baseball. Baseball is one of those things. You see some of the, the larger players, like the fat players and then the in-shape players. In the winter, that's when we were putting in the work. That's why and you brought up our man, Albert Pujols. His workout regimen, I don't know how it is now, but it used to be one of the best. He would work his butt off, get real bulky. You probably didn't notice this. Play, people didn't notice this about Pujols. 
he would get real, he'd be real bulky when the season started. And the reason why he did that is because he said we didn't have enough time. We didn't have, we don't have enough time to work out like we want to, like I want to during the season. So he would work his butt off so that when he does, when the season does start, he can maintain. Same thing with LeBron. LeBron is maintaining throughout the year where everybody else is trying to catch up and get in shape during the season. One thing, now what went wrong with the Lakers? Okay, I want to point this out. It was a few things. Dennis Schroeder, you are not going to get $100 million. It won't be from the Lakers. You are not getting $100 million, brother. If he thinks he's getting $100 million from anybody after this season. After this, not even the season, just the plows is where money is made. Yeah, absolutely. The plow, Devin Booker, D Book would probably get an extension after what he did last night. Like, what, and, and that goes back to what we talked about yesterday. It's going to be hard to turn down that money, no matter if he wants to come to LA or if he wants to go to the Knicks, right? It's going to be hard because Arizona has cheap property taxes. It's going to be hard for him to leave the desert, okay? But at the same time, I'm going to also put the blame on what in the hell were you doing? We, we, I joked about this yesterday, but Kyle Kuzma, what in the hell are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing as a Laker fan? As a Laker, look, I played a little basketball myself, right? I played basketball. I actually have a record in Texas for the most three pointers in Texas in high school. This is my deal. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I have no idea, bro, what Kyle Kuzma is doing. Kyle Kuzma looks like that dude that just runs around in a pickup game. You know the type of dude I'm talking about, right? I'm a point yes. like your boy. He he's 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 the guy that he'll get a couple of rebounds, but his whole nature is goofy. Everything about Kyle Kuzma is goofy. The yeah. things he does on the court are goofy. LeBron James looked at him not once, not twice, but three times in this game last night. Like, what the? He even gave up on the play one so, time. <laughs> you remember the the thing you sent me where it was uh, the, the alley-oop thing, right? And then yeah. LeBron gave him that look, right? right? So last night, LeBron, there was a play. It's one specific play. Kyle Kuzma tries to, you know, throw over everybody's head down low to LeBron, yep. and it goes right off the backboard. <laughs> and LeBron just looked at him like, bro, what the heck, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's becoming a thing now. The look at Kyle Kuzma is becoming a thing. Kyle Kuzma will not be a Laker next year. And if he is, I'm going to be very surprised. But I don't think Kyle Kuzma... They're going to have to find a trade, uh, somebody to accept him in a trade then because he just signed a $40 look, million extension. Look, this is what I'm doing. If I'm the Lakers and you, you may or may not like this. I'm trading Kyle Kuzma to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. I'm bringing them back <laughs> to L.A. Yo, Brandon Ingram don't want to come back. <laughs> Brandon Ingram does not want to come back. You're right. He, like Lonzo Ball would be like. I'm I'm gonna be, I'm I'm be honest. I think all three of them, Josh Hart, Lonzo, and Brandon, they were all ready to get out of there anyway. But yeah. but 
I'm going to tell you this with the way Ingram plays. This is the problem, bro. That also that I saw last night. And, and I don't care what you say. Th- last night, look, he may not have had the, the supporting cast, but he is the second greatest player ever played. There were times last night when he should have been aggressive. Okay, I get playing the game the right way. You can pass the ball, right? And I get that you should have passed the ball in certain situations, but there are times when you have to have killer instinct. You know that you don't have the guys to take you over the threshold. In those situations, right, we saw Kobe Bean Bryant in that situation would have closed out the game the proper way. They got within within 10 points, I think, 9 or 10 points at the end. That was striking distance. There was a couple of times LeBron drove in. He did get hacked a lot. I will say that. I will point that out. He got fouled, and, and they didn't do anything. But he's been in fouls his whole, whole life, and they never call fouls, right? But this is what I will say. There were times when he should have just had the killer instinct. He took jump shots. You can We can go back today and watch this game together, and I will point it out to you the times where he should have driven in to the basket instead of shooting a three-pointer. LeBron is not a three-point shooter. He's trying to become a three-point shooter. Post-game, I mean post-up game. He needs to work on his post-up game. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant had that tool at the end of their careers where they backed you down and faded away. He doesn't have that right now. Dennis Rodman pointed out something that that was very, very, like I didn't even I didn't even notice till he pointed it out. All the great things LeBron does, and I love LeBron, you know that. All the great things that he does, he doesn't have moves. He doesn't have moves. He's a big guy. He doesn't have moves. He can't take anybody off the dribble, really, unless they're unless he's powering through them. What I'm saying by that is he doesn't have the Kyrie Irving moves. He doesn't have the Chris Paul moves. He doesn't have, and probably because he is a larger guy, but we've seen the guy six seven in some quarters named Kobe Bean Bryant, who's close to six eight, that had the moves. He was agile enough. So what I'm saying to you is is that I feel like LeBron could have taken over this game last night in those last few minutes when they were down by nine. He relied on teammates that he knew they weren't going to, he knew they weren't going to put him over the threshold. And last but not least, on my last point of this take, Frank Vogel is on the hot seat. Frank Vogel is on the hot seat. He got outcoached. Simple as that. You got to stop the book. They didn't, they didn't, I mean, either these guys are incompetent and they don't know how to play defense. D book scoring 30 points before halftime is 33 points at halftime is just that is that is unacceptable on all levels. Dennis Schroeder was getting destroyed. Kyle Kuzma was getting destroyed. They were all getting destroyed. So my my thing is this. They're going to it. I like what you said, though, the team. And because that was a point that I didn't bring up yesterday. The team hasn't had time together with 
the right amount of time, which they will have this summer, LeBron and the Lakers. I don't know about, I think the finals are going to go into July, right? So they're going to have to start to see, it's going to be still a shorter time for most of the people, especially ones that go to the championship. But LeBron now has that normal off season because the finals are normally in June anyway. So he now has that normal time, whoever they bring in. I don't think Kuz is going to be there. I will be shocked if Kyle Kuzma is back. Dennis Schroeder, he could, I think he may return because Kendry Perkins had a very good point. Where the hell is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Who's going to pick him up this offseason? And he ain't getting $100 million. You are not getting $100 million. He's probably going to get less than what would have been offered to him in the midseason extension anyway. Uh, Andre Drummond, you ain't you not getting the money you thought you were going to get either. So I don't know if they, this exact team should run it back. I think there needs to be a trade. There needs to be some type of trade that brings – you need somebody. Even if you brought Jay Crowder, I know LeBron doesn't like him, but Jay Crowder was killing those boys last night. Well, but he was killing them <clears throat> out of the five games. He was kill- He was killing them for two. In fact, prior to games. No, I, th- I said last night. I didn't say during the yeah. series. I said he was, he was killing. Until <laughs> he started doing something. Mm-hmm. Right? But um, my, my, my question is this, though, because I, I, get, I get the killer instinct part that a lot of people say with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But the thing is, he's not Kobe. He's not LeBron. He's one of one. There's two There's two Michael Jordans, and the other person is Kobe Bryant because they're exact carbon copies of each other. LeBron is one of one. Well, you let, can say that, but you can, you can make an argument all three of them are one of one, to be honest. They all are different. I can point out different things. Uh, now, bro, Kobe- there's, a, there's a video of a side-by-side of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And yeah. it's like a 10 minute long. What, what, and that's the reason why is because Michael Every Jordan reason. said, Michael Jordan said, Kobe stole my moves. I'm not, I'm not knocking him for that. I'm not knocking him for yeah. that. My point is this LeBron being one of one. If this is, if this is, if this Hold is, on. I'm, that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something in the next five years, watch the side by side comparisons of Luka Doncic and LeBron James. So he won't be one on one. I'm going to tell you that right now. Remember that. Remember. Okay, so if you're bringing up Luka Doncic, which is going to be going on, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, this is why I don't put Kobe Bryant in my top five outside of the fact of the positions is the fact that I'm looking at, I'm looking at Michael Jordan, I'm looking at Kobe Bryant, and I'm like, I've already seen this, this, this role. I've already seen the same exact thing, right? It doesn't matter. Great is great. Look, I, I'm not taking that. Doesn't take any way. You can make the argument with LeBron James being like Magic Johnson, no, or Oscar no. Robb. Yes, you can. No, no, Magic no, no. Johnson. Maybe in the point guard skills, maybe in the point hey, guard skills. Magic Johnson. Skills. Magic Johnson was passed first. Magic Johnson was six eight. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson though was still more killer instinct than LeBron James. But here's the thing: if we've been talking about this for this long. Why does it even get talked about still? Like, if that, if you, if that's, he needs this, he needs this, he needs this, and he hasn't, he's never brought it okay. up. Okay, hold on, time out, time out. You telling me 
You 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 talk about yeah, he's not this and he's not that. You're telling me you didn't think there was times that he should have driven to the basket and he took three point shots? Or I'm when gonna, he, oh, no, I'm gonna tell you why or I'm, when he, I'm okay or with when he jokes. passed the ball and he knew that he should have taken the shot. I'm okay. I'm gonna tell you why I'm okay with that. I hadn't got to that yet. Oh, okay. okay? Oh, oh brother. His killer instinct is in a different realm. His Which killer is- instinct isn't his killer instinct isn't I'm gonna shoot every single time I get the fucking ball. Who said it was every time? I'm just saying, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm talking it was every time. It was just like some of the damn time. Some of the time. I'm talking about more towards the Michael and Kobe. In the last six minutes, give it to me. I don't care if I'm missing or making, I'm doing this. That's yes. his that's their, that's their killer instinct. That's not just Hills, that's Dame Time, that's Steph Curry. That's that's any great player. That's but that's that side of killer instinct. That's that side of killer instinct. LeBron's side is let me find the best the best numerical position for us to win. No, let me let me try to find the best play for us to win. That's what he exactly the highest probability. But sometimes you gotta think out of the box. This is chess, not checkers, brother. Exactly, exactly. So LeBron's playing chess, a different type of chess. No, no, he's playing checkers at the end of the game. He's not playing chess. If you playing chess, you are taking control. You know exactly what you're gonna do at the end of those games. I pointed this out on yesterday's episode. I saw Michael Jordan personally down two minutes left in the game down by 10 in a Phoenix series, take the game over and win the game. LeBron James had the, had, he had a, like seven to eight minutes when they were down by nine to take over this game. He didn't do that. I'm not but taking see, the but, accolades but also, away from him. He knows what he has up against him. These guys aren't going to be hot forever. These guys are going to, you got to, you got to assert so that now, hold on, I'll let you get to your point. You have to assert yourself in the game so now that they have to come to you you know this you didn't you're not even pointing out the 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 thing that happened nobody was double teaming lebron james nobody the monty williams didn't double team him you want to know why because they knew he was gonna pass the ball if he would have made himself more assertive at the end of that game we might be talking about game seven the fact that he didn't draw more attention to him. And we saw that the game that we were talking about yesterday, where there were three players, three players, right? Garden Julius Randles in the New York Knicks series. They took him away because they knew that he was the best player. LeBron James didn't have their attention towards him. And he didn't do enough, I feel, to win the end of the game. Okay. So the killer instinct that LeBron has is, like I said, the highest probability for what the team can do. He doesn't He doesn't put it on his shoulders in a direct shot. The double team, I get the double team because, yes, he's going he's gonna to pass first, right? Mm-hmm. I get that. There's no reason to necessarily double team him. But – you know, so what? You know what? I, I'm not gonna lie because I couldn't get my I couldn't get my point out. Ninety percent of everything that I was gonna say is gone. I had a rebuttal for literally everything you said right now. Because there's no other point to that. No, there is a point. 
There is a point if to it. It's a, a point, different, you it's a different killer instinct that people don't want to recognize because they want to continue to see the Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant no. type situation. No. Mm-mm. We're gonna agree to disagree on that. No, I, I if I oh my god, ah, man. Ah, hey bro, man. this is our podcast. You should know your points. Maybe you need to start writing them down so you know my points were coming as you were giving as you I had so many that were coming as you were giving. Hey, I, I know I always hit your points when you make them. You, uh, you just, all right, so let me see. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I've lost complete train of thought. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about now that the Lakers are out, what's at stake for the Clippers? Um, and, and I would say Kawhi in the Clippers. Do you feel like they need to make their push? Do they need to win the championship basically this year? Because if they don't. They're not, no, they're not going to. The, the Mavericks are going to beat them either way. <laughs> They're going to be out first round. And do you think so, that Kawhi Leonard is going to stay in L.A.? No. Well, I'm not going to say no. Because he's the, this is his third team already. He, I mean, he's quiet as kept. You never know what's going to happen with Kawhi. He could say, I'm going to stay, and then turn around and leave. He's the, the his, his mindset's a little bit different than a lot of people where they show what they could be doing. <clears throat> you you can you it's a question with Kawhi every single time. Look, I think my- I, I think he needs to decide to move on because the Paul George thing, him and Paul George is not working out. What needs to happen, I'm gonna tell you right now, he needs to go back to Toronto. He needs to be the king of the East, maybe the king of Canada. I I've been here in Miami, then I've been here in LA. The Lakers are it in LA. The Clippers, hell, USC. Everybody cares about USC and UCLA more than they do the Clippers and those are college teams, right? So at the same time, they're going to have to look, this is the deal. They're not going to win. I agree with you. I think the Mavs are going to close out the series. I can't speak. I might be wrong. You know what? I don't know. It might go to a game seven. This this series is honestly the series I can't I, I can I can predict the Utah Jazz and the and the Phoenix Sun, but this is this, this is an anomaly series for me right now. I don't know which team is going to come out of this because they could come back to Staples tonight and win, and then go to game seven, or I mean go uh, go back to uh, Dallas and close this out. Or the Clippers could win and go back to Staples and then the Mavericks win. Or the I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. But they can't stop Luka Doncic, and that's the problem. As long so, as he's happy. So yeah. I just I wanted to bring up something. You see the way Luka is also orchestrating the offense. His favorite player is LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk about LeBron, you guys, you, you guys will be able to see this. Uh, that's on our YouTube. But the people that are listening... <laughs> On the other platforms, when I bring up LeBron, Michael is turning red. Beat red. <laughs> Michael is turning beat red right now because I'm talking. And look, this is the thing, bro. I love LeBron. He's just not better than Michael. I didn't even look, bro. I didn't even say he's better than Kobe. You know, I love Kobe. It's just not better than Michael. But this is the point I was going to bring up with Luca. Luca 
is that enhanced LeBron James. That's my point. Luca has all those skills. He orchestrates. He he might have a better better supporting cast, right? Maybe. But there's been some people. If you put the those two rosters up against one another, the the Lakers have the better roster, right? So for me, Luca knows how to turn it on and take control of the game, just like what he's doing with the with the Clippers. The he knows Kawhi Leonard can't guard him. He knows that Ray John Ronda can't guard him. He knows that Pat Beverly can't guard him. All I'm saying to you is those guys shouldn't be able to, to guard LeBron James. And they're guarding him. Luka is doing what LeBron should do. That's my whole point. Okay. I got you. I... I... It's, it's, I mean, it's a valid point when you look at it from that way, you know. I, I just, I've accepted LeBron James for the player that he is. No, I get that. I mean, I, I, I this is what I'm saying. LeBron. Is, let, let, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Let me, let me paint this scenario for you before, okay. I, before I forget this one. Okay. Let's say you're driving down in the street, right? Yep. You're driving, you take the same route every single day, mm-hmm. right? Let's just say. You're making a turn. Boom, you blow out a tire. Mm-hmm. Got to change that shit, right? Next day, same thing happens. Next day, same thing happens. Next day, same thing happens. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You're going to change your route, right? You're not going to continue doing that same thing every single time, right? What the hell does this have to do with LeBron James? Because I'm going to tell you, when you hit when you hit that lane every single time, and this and this is where I brought in those those calls. LeBron was getting beat up. Wesley Matthews was getting beat up. They were all getting beat up. So you change your mindset and you start doing something different. They got to a point like because there's so little people that were in there, you could hear the, the players yelling on the court. They were yelling. Wesley Matthews, when he got when he finally got that call. When he got thrown to the ground, he sat up and was like this with his arms out because he was waiting for the call and then they made it. Like, what do these guys have to do? That's why I brought that point up. If it's not working, what what does what does some missed foul calls have to do with him taking over a game in the last bro? What I mean by taking over a game, you're talking. This is why I'm cool with the jump shots, though. This is why I'm cool with the jump shots. He's not a good jump shooter. Huh? He's not a good jump shooter. But he's trying to find a different way if his way isn't going to work. Then you brought up the point of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was, he pulled back the Bulls. They were down by 10, right? Mm -hmm. Well, LeBron helped bring them back from 30. Michael Jordan wasn't down by 30. Because Michael Jordan put himself in that position to be down by 30. So you're saying LeBron put himself in a position to be down by 30? Well, LeBron was the, wasn't the only person that brought them back either. LeBron like, was the catalyst to that run. Okay, so my point is, why wasn't and, he the catalyst in the last, last nine to when they within 10 points? Did you see the way that he, he had to call for a break? 
bro, he went out of the game and came back and then stood there and held the ball. There were two, three times at the end in those last 10 minutes of that game, the last six minutes of that game, LeBron could have been aggressive just like Luca would have been aggressive. That's my whole point. I'm not even talking about Kobe and, and Michael anymore. I'm talking about he could have gone in, right? When when you when you are taking over the game, what I mean by that, I'm not talking about just scoring. If he's driving into the to the lane and he's doing look, you know you're gonna get hit, you know you're not gonna get called, you're not gonna get calls, right? There were times when Kobe would get fouled and he he knew he wasn't gonna get called. He got he he had triple teams and he he made shots over them. My point to you is is that look, LeBron is one of the greatest players, but he needs to now add more to his game. He's getting older. He needs to add the fadeaway shot to his game. He needs to. All the great ones have. Charles Barkley. Oh, yeah, even Dirk, Dirk. Dirk. Everybody. Dirk was Dirk was a bona fide three-point shooter when Steve Nash was there. He mm-hmm. shot from the outside. Steve Nash left. He realized, hey, I got to get at the top of the key. And he realized that when he was at the top of the key, he made things happen for his team. All I'm saying is LeBron now – you talked about going different ways. He has to figure out a different way now, but it's on him. I'm not talking about just the players. If the, Let me finish. The way they were hitting shots, right? What I'm saying is he stopped that aggressiveness. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he got tired, but he stopped the aggressiveness. He started holding the ball more, which has gotten him into trouble. That's all I'm saying. Luka Doncic, look, Luka Doncic makes decisions a little bit quicker. That's all I'm saying. Either he's going to drive in the ball and get there, or he's going now to LeBron's credit. He doesn't have maybe the shooters that the Mavericks have. But like we just said, there has been some talk that maybe the Lakers have a better, on paper, a better roster. In my opinion, no. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is a better shooter. I think Bryce, I think uh, Bronson is the better shooter. In my personal sh- opinion, if LeBron is passing those guys the ball, all I'm saying is, is that when I'm talking about killer instinct, bro, I'm not talking about him taking the last shot because percentage wise, he's, I think, the best at doing that anyway. I'm talking about in those last six minutes of the game, I'm a Laker fan. I'm probably more of a Laker fan than you are. You are a LeBron James fan. I'm a Laker fan. Okay, so what I'm saying is, is that he, in those last six minutes, I know he was tired. I know things was going on. He held the ball. There was just decisions that maybe he was just tired that he didn't make as of what he did on that run. I'm glad you pointed that out. He made a good run, but he didn't keep that. He started backing off the gas. That's all I'm saying. If he and 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 what I'm saying is, is that I watched him in Miami. I've watched him. He does that time and time and time over again at the end of games. I have no idea why, but he'll do that. Yeah, and, and that's uh, there's a valid point to that. I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna just throw that to the side and act like he doesn't hold the ball. He does, and yes, that could be a problem. Uh, the other thing I wanted to to bring up was within that 30 minute comeback when they had in a smaller team where it was LeBron, Kuzma, Matthews, mm-hmm. uh, Schroeder, 
I forgot who the fifth who the fifth player. Oh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah, and who who was balling last night? By the way, if you ask me, I hadn't seen in three games the amount of energy that was exuded that was that could amount to the amount of energy that was exuded in that thirty minute or that thirty point comeback. Right. Right. I'm saying to myself, if this energy was played with, although it could be the fact that it's a different, it's a different group of people that were out there. Frank Vogel hadn't gone with that lineup yet. Right. Had they played with that lineup more often, I would be surprised if they wouldn't have won. Well, I think they were able to keep up with the sun's speed. Well, Taylor Horton, and I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot about this. LeBron wasn't passing the ball to to Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker was getting his own shots. They need more players like that. They need more guys that can get in there and get their own shots. And he was definitely the one of the – that's what they want Kyle Kuzma to do. But he's yeah. too damn goofy to do it. This dude right here, I have no idea what he's doing, but it, – uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. Horton, um, Horton Tucker will be a Laker, and he's going to be a good Laker, a really good Laker. Okay. Um, it's, it's not a fluke season. This guy is a baller. All right, moving on. Bucks or Nets? <clears throat> and what can the Bucks do to win the series? Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing. You don't think so, bro? No, no. I think at this point, I mean, without having LeBron, the LeBron factor in the playoffs anymore. It's anybody's game, and right now it's looking like it's going to be the Nets game. I mean, nobody can match up to this team at all, period, right? If, right. You, can, if you match up and you beat the Nets, then, you, then it's, it's almost like we're reliving 2016 again. Oh, yeah, good point. Or even 2017 when they had the team with Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. You have a team consisting of Thompson, Curry, Green, and Durant. That's crazy. Right yeah. now, you've got something like that with Blake Griffin involved as well, right? So everybody who everybody thought was washed up, and the dude is dunking and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I told you, I told well, you. Even, even, even for the player he is today, he still he went from being what would be considered as a superstar to a role player. He didn't go from like role player down to just being there. No, he's he's now down to a role playing player that actually delivers right oh yeah so you've got a very deep team in new jersey or brooklyn sorry brooklyn, brooklyn stand up okay in the house um but i mean unless you get teams like maybe the suns who can keep up on the floor i'm not talking about the scoring part of it their defense is gonna have to step up but if Devin Booker continues to do what he's doing, hey, play some defense, get a couple stops, and that might end up working. As long as they can keep up speed on the floor, that could work. I I don't know. Den, I don't see Denver doing it. I, I think New Jersey is going to – I keep saying New Jersey. Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's going to take it now. And I don't think oh, that the Bucks. this is the time that the Bucs are going are gonna to die anyway. Like, look, look what happened last year. What happened the year before? They they can't make it to where they need to with Giannis. Yeah, um, I agree with you. The Nets are going to win this series. The um, Giannis needs to score fifty points or more. 
yeah. to win this every year. game. Every every single game. He needs to do what LeBron did in the Golden State game in the in, in that series in 2016. That needs to be him in this series. If they're going, like you said, that needs to be him in this series. If they're going to win, he needs to be averaging like 40 some point. It needs to be averaging the triple double in this series if they're going to get past the uh, New Jersey Nets. And uh, Brooklyn. Oh, you you got me saying New Jersey. Yeah, I always say BK. Um, he, Giannis needs like Russell Westbrook type triple doubles. Yeah, I mean, uh, but what? But no, he needs the scoring though. Russell yeah. sometimes get 30, 40 points. No, but Russell sometimes get twelve points and he'll have twenty one assists. No, he this dude needs to have a LeBron's Finals, LeBron's James Finals type of performance, triple double type of performance. If they're gonna get past the Nets. Um, yep. And and we not even two who I feel like is gonna win a championship yet, but. Going to the next question. Should Damian Lillard leave Portland? And is it time for a new voice of the Trailblazers? So there's two ways that this can go, of course. It can go the way that you said. Kind of rehaul that, you know, new head coach, get a couple players in, right? Yeah. Or he could leave. I, I, I would like to see him be one of those Portland Trailblazers for like for life players. Mm-hmm. I think with what he brings to the floor, the fans deserve that, right? And mm-hmm. I think that he it shouldn't be on him to decide why do I have to leave for me to be successful, right? Right. I don't. I, he's he's done so much. When you talk about as scoring killer instinct, yeah. Dame Lillard is probably you know second to none outside of let's say Michael Jordan. Or Kobe yeah. Bryant. Yeah. Lillard is right there. I mean, the man hit two damn near buzzer beaters to go into two different overtimes, and his team still let him down. Yeah, absolutely. And he had 55 that night. Right. So I don't know. If 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 he feels like I could see him leaving. I don't think it's gonna be one of those, let's continue to see this. I could see him leaving. I could well, see him leaving. Well, I will tell you. I do know personally that he is not going anywhere. He is a trailblazer for life. So you just said earlier that you want him to be one of those guys. He's not going anywhere. He's going to actually stay. What does need to happen is they need to get rid of, they need a new voice. Um, The reason why I would say that is Terry Stotts has been there since I think 2000, 2012. Mm -hmm. It's now time for now. Look, I don't want to bring up the obvious. Stephen A. I thought was going to bring up the obvious, but he didn't do it. If this would have been a black coach, he would have been already gone. Nate, yeah. McMillan, Nate McMillan, for a, an example, spent all those years in Indiana, getting them to the playoffs. They were not getting over the threshold. They let them go. They said, hey, it's time to get a new voice in here. Same situation. He's at, Terry Stiles is a great coach. I like Terry Stiles. He was very... Um, he was he was a part of that Mavericks team that won. Um, so at the same time, I feel like he is a good coach, but I feel like he I feel like the Trailblazers need a new voice. Also, they need some new players, maybe plug in some different type of players. Let me tell you one that I will think will help that team. 
and you just brought him up, you call him a role player. But this only works, I feel like, if they bring they keep Carmelo Anthony. I feel like they need to bring in a couple of players and they need to make a trade. Get Robert Covington out of there, right? You following me? Yep. <laughs> and there's a trade that I would do. I would do a three-way deal. I would get Anthony Simmons out of there, get a solid point backup point guard. You following me? It free agency. I would bring in, I would bring in Draymond Green. I think will fit in perfectly there. Mike Brown from the Golden State assistant needs to become the new head coach there. Similar systems. And I'm trading Robert Covington. And Anthony Williams, Anthony Williams doesn't go to this team. He maybe goes to, to a different team in a three-way deal. But I'm, bring, I'm bringing in Anthony Simmons, and I'm bringing in Blake Griffin and Joe Harris to the Trailblazers to play with C.J. McCollum and Dane Lillard and the rest of that team. And I feel like that is a team right there that can win a championship. Draymond Green, Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, Carmelo Anthony, Dame, and CJ McCollum. What do you think about that? Well, personally, I'll disagree, I, I'll disagree with the Mike Brown situation. I don't like Mike Brown as a head coach. I think Mike Brown is a, is a good assistant coach. Okay. I've seen him as a head coach in both Cleveland and LA. And he didn't do well. And you didn't do well at all. Yeah. Okay. So there's some people that are just made to be. But, a but, but, but maybe he's evolved. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> so outside of that, Blake Griffin, I, I can see Draymond being over there. Mm-hmm. But that would mean that they need to move on from Yusuf, uh, wasn't it Yusuf Nurkic? Yusuf Nurkic, which he was actually the center before the Joker over yeah. in Denver. Yeah, but he's not good Unfortunately, that leg injury, unfortunately, that leg injury set him back by about a year. Yeah. I like him, though. I think he's a good center. But if they want to go with something that's, you know, more up and down the court, yeah, go grab Draymond Green and let him be your center. Mm-hmm. Fine. He's good. He brings a lot of energy. I'm cool with that move if that's the case. I don't think – Brooklyn lets go of Joe Harris. You can't let go of that high percentage. I know, I, I know they won't, but that would be so good. Somebody's going to pay him to watch, and I don't think the Nets have the money to pay him. He's under contract, but somebody's going to give that man money. Absolutely. So then who, who would you start, McCollum or Harris? Because they're both shooting guards. No, you that's that's easy. You just put him, move him into the small forest. Spot. He's big enough to be a, a small forest. Joe Harris? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can you can you can have a three you can have a three way guard um um offense. I mean, look, that's what's basically about to happen in Golden State. I, I'm telling you that right now. That, yeah. That's that's what's gonna happen in Golden State when Clay Thompson comes back. I mean, I can see I can see the move work. I definitely but could. Keep this in mind. Joe Harris is not a CJ McCollum. He's not a drive to the basket two guard. He's not a slasher. He is strictly there to to the, do what he does for the Nets. Mm-hmm. 
shoot the three. That's it. I mean, think about it. You got all those other guys. Look. I'm thinking of players that he's going to have to guard, not necessarily what his slashing capabilities are, but you've got LeBron James down in, in L.A. Yeah, but it also depends on what LeBron is playing. I mean, is he going to be a point guard? Is he going to be a small forward? Is he going to be a, a power forward? They need to make up their mind with LeBron. We both said this uh, two days ago. I think he's better suited as a point guard. I think he it needs to be the point guard of the Lakers going forward 110%. Unless you bring in somebody like Jimmy Butler who can handle <clears> – <throat> I'm sorry, Jimmy Butler would be – the small four in that in that scenario but unless you bring in somebody like chris paul you need to have lebron james as the point guard and i'm i'm gonna tell you right now um this right here this that situation right there i mean what happened in the series they need a point guard and they can still this is this is what's crazy they can still get chris paul this summer bro and still keep Dennis Schroeder and he can come off the bench because that combination worked in Oklahoma with the Oklahoma Thunder. That combination actually worked. So I can see that happening. But going back to what you said, who we regard, I think I think Joe Harris won't start in that scenario. I think Joe Harris comes off the bench and does what he does. I, I'm just saying he's a good player to add to that team because Joe Harris is percentage-wise over the past few years has been the best three-point shooter in the NBA, yeah. hands down. So they need – for what Dame Lillard does at the end of the game, and I know you watched it as well, C.J. McCollum, I was so disappointed. Like, he, he was missing shots at the end. Melo was helping a little bit, but, you know, Terry Stotts wasn't sticking to Melo because Melo game takes away with what, what they're trying to do with Dame. Right. But I feel like with the right coach in the right situations, you got to go down to Car- Carmelo Anthony. I feel like if they would have used him a lot more last night, think about it like this. Mel- throw the ball into Melo. Let him back some people down. He's going to keep hitting those shots. Then what do you do, brother, when they double team him? You kick it out to Dame or CJ. Yeah. Imagine Joe Harris on that team. Yeah. My God. I mean, that team, it, it's not a punch you in the face with the lineup, but Damian Lillard is a guy I think can get you over a threshold. I feel like with those type of players, he can get over that threshold. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that working. Yeah. So with that being said, also, how does AD look in the loss, bro? And does LeBron James, I mean, um, how does AD look in the loss? And does LeBron James need to hold his teammates accountable for the loss? I mean, I think everybody needs to be accountable. I think first, like, just to call it out, like you talked about, Kuzma. <laughs> Sorry, my name is Kyle Kuzma, and I was goofy this whole damn series. Right. Yeah. You need to be held accountable for what it is because you need to be able to tweak those. That's how you gain the chemistry is let me be accountable for what my problems were. Let me tweak those. And then let's work on everybody working together. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes, everybody needs to really be accountable. It's not necessarily putting on blame. Right. And yeah, LeBron needs to be accountable for walking off the court a couple minutes early. He needs to be 
accountable for walking up and down the court here and there. Maybe if, like you're talking about, if he, if he needs to say, well, you know, the last 10 points, I helped bring us back from 20, but, you know, whatever. I'll take the last 10 on my shoulders, whatever. <laughs> if he needs to be accountable for that, be accountable for that. Frank Vogel needs to be accountable for for what he wasn't ready for. He wasn't ready for the lineup matchup. And Wesley Matthews needs to be accountable. This, this is why I brought that point up. When, Mes- when Wesley Matthews was in the lineup, it was like he was there to be a Joe Harris. Shoot yeah. the three, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But in that 20, in that 30 point comeback attempt, that man was driving to the lane consistently. He was making shots. He was moving around. He was energetic. He had 13 points in that comeback. Yes. In the comeback. Mm-hmm. In the comeback. Yep. So where but- was that whenever you were in the game before? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's there. People need to be accountable for everything that happened if they want to be able to move forward. This is one of those things like, look, if we're going to keep this team, this is the problem. Let's face it and let's change it. It'll bring them closer a lot quicker. Yeah. More quickly. But if (laughs) if they don't like, oh, no, we're pointing fingers. You're just going to ruin the chemistry of the team anyway. So, yeah. And I'm I'm big on accountability anyway. As far as AD, how does AD look? Beat up. Poor yeah. guy. It looks like his career is, I think, so you're going to get you're gonna get an admission out of me. This is going to be the first time that I'm admitting this on a recorded call. <laughs> we're seeing the side turn, of course, on LeBron James. Yeah. Father, we're seeing, okay, Father Time said, hey, I'm here, right? Yeah. If it wasn't last year, it was this year. And I think – that's maybe like if you believe in in reasons for things happening. I think that's why we saw what happened last year happen the way it did. Yeah, there was enough energy given out in that last part of that season that could have lasted a whole season. Yeah. And that's like here, this is my grand finale. Went out with a championship, they won. Now you have this type of situation happen, which he missed the most games in his career in one season this year. Yeah, uh-huh. right. He had a fairly severe ankle injury this year. Yeah. Right. He had a very short off season. We hadn't seen this LeBron James ever. So nobody knew what to do. So we have seen father time turn. We've also may have seen now with the consistency, shoulder injuries, leg injuries, now groin injuries. Is Anthony Davis's career going to take a turn where maybe he's peaked? No, I don't think so. I think, I think, uh, I don't think AD should even came back this year. I told you that earlier, you know, before we took took a montage of our show, like if if you guys want to go back and look and listen to those podcasts, I even said, I don't think he should come back this year. I, and to be honest, I'm going to throw another uh, thing in the wind. I know that he had to, if he could play, I don't feel like LeBron James should have came back. I feel like, and I know that's not what everybody wants to hear, but Maybe LeBron was ready, but I just I could tell LeBron was tired at the end of that game. Yeah, he, he was tired. I've never seen LeBron this tired. I, I hadn't seen LeBron this tired. I, I mean, maybe in the bubble, he was tired in that in the NBA Finals because how hard the games they were playing back to back, more so like a baseball season in comparison to an NBA season, and the way he played against the Heat, I feel like 
But that was the first time. I mean, he was walking. This is the deal. I played. You play basketball. I play basketball. We play pickup games and stuff. To me, that's what the Lakers lineup looked like. Like a bunch of people in a pickup game. And you and you see Kyle Kuzma is that one dude who you know can't play, but he thinks he can play, right? And that, and let me make this let me make this clear, you guys. Kyle Kuzma can probably beat me and Michael's ass in a basketball game, okay? Like, I mean, just by height. But if he let me shoot threes, I'm gonna get his ass. So my my point is is that all those guys are professional athletes. So I'm not one of those fans that's just talking out the side of my ass. So what I'm saying is, is if you really look at it and you think about it, that looked like a pickup game. And LeBron looked like the player that's the best player on the on the team. You know he's the best player on the team. But you got somebody goofy running around just making shots. And he's like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to do anything else. Uh, so I don't blame. Everybody's blaming LeBron for walking up the court. I would have walked up the court, too, because he's like, well, what the hell do I need to do now? If you're, gonna, if you're just going to keep shooting and keep doing the crazy that pass, I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot completely about it. But I was lying in bed with Amanda and I go, what the hell was he doing? Yeah, I said the same thing. What? First thing in my mind was, again, that meme that you sent me. And then I was like, you deserve that look, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just so I was just like, you know what? This looks this looks very bad on their parts, you know, just very bad on the part. So. I think there needs to be an overhaul, but far as accountability goes, you're absolutely right. I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't, I think, yeah, it's a sportsman thing to do, but think about in the eighties and the nineties, I think the NBA need to get back to that. If your friends, right. Talk after the game, two days after the game or meet before the game. I think I like what LeBron did. Yo, man, you just beat my ass. Why I'm going to go shake your hand, you know? But the series ended, so I see why. But I think he walked off more so because he was, and they pointed this out on first take, that he was upset with his teammates. Yeah. I think that was more so a, man, I'm <laughs> done with y'all, it man. It wasn't because he was being a poor sport. Yeah. It, and he everybody was like, was like, oh, he didn't want to shake Jay Crowder's hand. Like, I don't think he... Yeah. I don't think he cared about that either. I think that he was just like, man, look, we, you know, and, and, and I know we, we not supposed to talk about this all the time, but have you ever had a bad trade brother? And then you just go, <coughs> you know what? I'm going to bed. I need to do over. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's what, <laughs> that's what LeBron, that's how I feel like LeBron James was last night. I felt like he goes, Man, I'm just going to walk up the court. I need to do over. Now, I like the fact that he did give D-Book his jersey, which is my next segue. What did I tell you about the boy D-Book? What did I tell you about the boy D-Book? Oh, I, I'm aware of D-Book. I live out here. You can't go anywhere without knowing who D-Booker is. Yeah, Devin is, Devin is that dude. I mean, yep. he's been that dude since he hit 70 in the garden. Yes. The 71. Garden. 71. <laughs> so, yeah, when he when he did that at a young age, 
I mean, we all saw something special. The thing yeah. that the talk out here in Arizona is how long was he going to allow the BS to continue happening? Oh, you're right. I think that if he didn't see improvement, he wouldn't have signed that extension 110%. Right. Well, in they started, that was after they drafted DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the big move is, okay, we're going to go get young talent. We got the number one pick, et cetera. And that's what we wanted, right? So he is, it's, it's always been a worry out here of whether he was going to stay or go. And when Absolutely. you have that much power that young yeah. on a team, on a, for over a complete team, like, you know that this kid is going to be special. Yeah. Right. So I've, I've been waiting to see what they've been, what they were going to do. And this is what they've done as far as put the team together this way. Now we're seeing what Devin Booker can do in his true role. I will tell you as a point guard, because I think at one point it was too much on his shoulders. He was going to be point guard when they didn't have a point guard in and he was going to be two guard when they did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when they had multiple, I think we had like four point guards out here. Tyler Eulis was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's a Brandon, uh, Brandon Knight was one of them. It's been a few. It's been a we lot. had like four point guards out here at one time mm-hmm. and none of them were able to control the game like Chris Paul. Yeah. And this year we got to see something. I mean, we saw it at the end of last year in the bubble when they went eight, you know, Everybody remembers the buzzer beater against Kawhi. Yeah. Right. So it's like, all right, this was a perfect time. Like it's almost like everything happened perfectly for this to happen for the Suns. Like we saw what he could do. He's coming up, he's scoring. They needed that one player. They got Chris Paul that said, Mm -hmm. forget, forget having a lineup of point guards. We're just going to go get one. That's really, 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 really good. Yeah. Right. And Now it's like, now you can play your true role, shooting guard, do what you do, go out there, get buckets. Yeah. And, and like, I've been like, since the bubble, I've always been a D book fan one because he loves Kobe just as much as I do. First of all. And I know him and Kobe had a very close relationship and I saw him give Kobe praise when he's walking off the court. Like, so the thing about it is, is, is D book, has been one of my favorite players that, and I feel like last year, I think that time off when everybody was like, Oh, well, you know, they're not doing anything. D book did what Kobe would have wanted him to do. And most people don't realize this. D book did what LeBron James did probably one of the only players who did. I mean, I, I'm not saying that any other NBA player didn't keep themselves in shape, but D book worked on his game before they went into that bubble. And that's obvious. He was just like, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to work on my game. He works on the stuff that Kobe taught him during that, during that off season. So when he came to the bubble, you can see the work that he puts in. He, I'm going to be honest. He looked like Kobe. He looked like Kobe yesterday with a three point shot. I mean, this dude right here was, they could not stop him. And I'm telling you right now, uh, LeBron said before the All-Star game, before he didn't get in, he said, D-Book is the most disrespected player in the NBA. And he he is. D-Book, y'all better watch out for D-Book. D-Book will win a couple of MVPs. D-Book, 
I don't think he's going anywhere because they have the right front office in place now. They have, and this is why I was saying, it's going to be very hard for Chris Paul to leave because Chris Paul said something when he joined the Suns. He said, I don't want to be a part of a team that's going to go, like, I don't need to go get a championship. I want to be part of a team that's going to grow to a championship. So that's why he didn't want to sign with the Lakers. He didn't want to go to a team that had already won a championship. He wants to win one, not piggyback off of one. So I think this is the year, and you brought this up earlier. Everybody's picking the Nets. I didn't pick the Nets. I'm picking right now the Phoenix Suns to win the win it all. I'm picking them to win it all. They have every single they're deep. They are deep. Not only are they a deep team, they have possibly one of the best centers in the game. He just doesn't know it yet. DeAndre Aiden, I, I think Monty is bringing it out on him. But, bro, this team, if Jay Crowder, Cameron Payne, Cameron Johnson, I'm, Mikhail Bridges, if these guys just play the way they play, and I feel like it's only up from here, they play like this. The Nets not beating them. I don't care if they do have KD and Kyrie because this is the problem. When you just hold the ball in the playoffs, it's going to be a problem. This team shares the ball. Chris Paul shares the ball. Chris Paul, <clears throat> everybody scores for the Suns. And they're, bro, besides the Jazz, and, and they're my only, I, I feel like they can get past the Jazz. But besides the Jazz, this Suns team is the most athletic team in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Agreed. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily, I think that they still lose the championship. It would be well, surprising because because I've I've been in that position before where I'm like, yo, these guys, there's nobody can beat them, and they got beat. Well, so, remember, you and I had a friendly wager in the Lakers and the and the Suns series, and I won that wager. Yeah, <laughs> brother, do you think that LeBron? and AD can win another championship together with the Lakers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's no question to me because, I mean, yes, I've said, I've, I've asked the question, has AD peaked, right? And, mm. and what I mean by peaked, it's not like he's, he's he just, he just, entered his, just, I didn't address that, but he just entered his prime. So he's not at his peak. I'm telling you that. Well, right I'm saying his, his body has taken a beating already. So no, I, feel like, gonna, I feel like he can, he can work out with LeBron this summer and he can tie that up. He's only 26 years old. So, right. Well, age wise, yes, he's hit his prime body wise. He's been beat up. So the, the question is, the, the question, the, the, the thing that I stated only meant was, is this where we we're going to see him plateau and just become this type of player where he's going to be great when he's on the floor, but we have to expect an injury, right? Yeah, Something like that. Right, right. If he can change it around and become healthy and take care of his body, then we'll see a complete ascension still, right? It's still mm -hmm. going up. I have mm -hmm. no problem with that. I, I hope that's the case. Right. But like you said, he's only 26, just entering his prime. So if that opportunity does happen and they're ascending still, 
of course they have an opportunity to win two or three more championships as long as they stay together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I, they addressed this question on first take, but I just wanted to point this out. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Look, this is the deal. We brought this up before. I'm not ever. I did this series because I knew what was wrong with the Lakers and AD. But I'm not more than like I'm not ever, ever going against the king ever. Exactly. Okay. So nah. this is the deal. It just needs to be, he needs to get a solid supporting cast. Yep. And you, like you just said, AD is ascending. And I feel like this summer, if I'm AD, I'm attached to LeBron James Hill. I am working out with him. Hell, I want to work out with LeBron to be on. And, and just so you know, I just became part of TB12. Like I'm a part of that crew now because I want to know what Tom Brady is doing. So and because I'm 43 years old as well. He's 42. I'm 43. I want to know what he's doing. So I'm I'm doing the same. I'm about to be doing the same things that Tom Brady is doing because the GOAT is is the man right now. Dude has plenty of energy. But even though I feel like the league is ascending, the league is in the first of all, let me just say this: the league is in a great place. There are stars on multiple teams, there are players on multiple teams. Versus like when I was growing up and you were growing up, hell, you knew the Chicago Bulls were going to win a championship every year. You knew that in the 80s, you know, I grew up in the 80s. I knew the Lakers and the Celtics were going to be in the finals every single year. I knew that that the Lakers would be there. And then once Chicago won their first one, I was like, hell, they're going to win a lot more. Right. I wasn't ever a Bulls fan. So. I just knew that they were going to win. You just know what team is going to win. Just like in the 2000s, 2000s were a little bit up in the air, but you kind of knew that it was the Lakers. And then yeah. you knew that the Lakers were going to be there. And then, hell, Boston won a championship and Miami won the championship. But I'm talking about complete dominance was Kobe Bryant, Shaq, the Lakers in 2000. So just like you knew that any team in these in the teams – that had LeBron James was going to go to the NBA Finals. So, well, and it's funny you bring that up as far as like let's take those Lakers for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had Kobe and Shaq, right? Right. When you talk about the the supporting cast, Derek Fisher, yeah, Robert Ory, yeah, right? yeah, those those type of players like Robert Ory. Yeah, Robert Ory. If you guys want to talk, if people ever want to compare Michael Jordan with Clutch. You know, Clutch. You say Michael George the goat because of six rings, then you're not only saying Bill Russell's, but uh, Bill Russell's a god, but you're saying Ori that had seven. That's right. Exactly. Then you're saying that Robert Ory is better than Michael Jordan because he's got seven. He's got seven rings for playing a great role. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Between San Antonio, Houston, and the Lakers, and right? The Lakers. So that's right. It's players like that, but I think that's what this league lacks. Nowadays, yes. yes, they 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 lack those role players. You're absolutely you're, correct. You're either yeah. you're either a superstar or you're them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's nobody that's in the middle that you're right. like, damn, I gotta have that person around well, your chest. There, there's some. I mean, I think Joe there's Harris. No I think Joe, I think Joe Harris is that 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 player. I think Joe Harris is that type of player. I feel like, to be honest, 
I feel like Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson and them are those type of players too. They just, those would those might fall into that group then, but today <laughs> they fall into them. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so the answer is yes, we both feel like LeBron and AD will win another champion. I think they'll win too, to be honest. I I'm do. just I think they're gonna win two more. This is this is a season right now for Chris Paul. And the reason why I'm gonna tell you this. If Chris Paul doesn't win it, he's joining the Lakers next year. That if I'm him, go ahead. So Chris Paul, though, it came out yesterday mm-hmm. that he's going to turn down the player option. He's going to yes. decline the player option. Because he wants more money. He is right. the president of the <laughs> of the unit. Right. He which is fine. Get it, right? But he yeah. wants a three-year, 100 plus million dollar contract. Jesus Christ. He should you die. think that the Phoenix Suns are going to be willing to do that, knowing that DeAndre Ayton's going to have to get paid soon? No, that's why I'm telling you, he won't be in the, he won't be in Phoenix next year. That that's the reason why. Now, the team that can pay him if they want to are the Lakers. The Lakers could pay him yeah. that, that type of money. Um, the Knicks could pay him that type of money. Now, should he get paid that type of money with the injuries that he's occurred? Hell no. No. And I think Chris Paul is the point guard. I don't think he should. I don't think he should get that. And we didn't even bring this up. But imagine Dame, Imagine moving Damian Lillard. To I was the, thinking that to the to the two guard and bringing Chris Paul in and putting CJ McCollum, bringing him off the bench, just bringing him off the bench, being that six man, that can be a good team with this team as well. Could be, it could be dangerous because you're running two point guards because of the fact that at that point you've got the ball in either one of their hands and good decisions can be made because they're both really good point guards, right? Right. Yeah. So your decision making, like your IQ, your floor IQ and floor generals. Like that status just shot through the roof, but right. could that hurt as well? Because then you've got, I want to do this. So I want to do this. Well, no, because the one thing I will bring up is there was two ball handlers in Chicago by the name of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen realized, I mean, Michael Jordan realized I need Scotty to win championships. Yeah. Damian Lillard could be that off guard just because he's a point guard. He can take a year without getting assists. You know, he doesn't average that many damn assists anyways. You know, I mean, he, he does. I, I'm talking about the upper echelon of assists. What I'm saying is, is that he He's could. more of a Steph Curry. Let he, me get my points and I'll get a couple of assists here. Exactly. I, I, I That's why I'm saying I, I think he I think Chris Paul and Dan Lillard doesn't hold the ball. He's he he will attack the, the rim versus everybody else that holds the ball like a James Harden that Chris Paul has played with. I feel like even if he went to Golden State, that wouldn't be a good fit for him. You know, I feel like I feel like if he does want that kind of money. Now, the reason why he's even suggesting that kind of money is because he's the president and he helped create this these brackets of the way people are getting paid. And his best friend is LeBron James. So don't think that these guys have masterminded how NBA players get paid. That's what I was trying to tell you. NBA's response, like you said, was, okay, then we're going to have a super max, right? He won't get a super max deal, but at the same time, he's going to get that type of deal. But somebody will give him that money. Should they give him that money? 
No, another team that we didn't talk about he could go to, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat will be – he will be good with the Miami Heat. They need that extra guy because they have Jimmy Butler. D. Rose will be good with the Miami Heat. So, I'll close this out with this question because you mm-hmm. said that Chris Paul will not be a Phoenix Sun. Let's say he goes to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Can you see Carmelo Anthony joining over there? Hell yes, 102. If I'm Carmelo Anthony, I'm biting a bullet. And this is what was supposed to happen in Miami anyways. Yes, I. if I'm Carmelo Anthony, Melo would be – hell, Melo would have been – I would have traded – if I'm the Lakers, I would have traded him to Portland anyways and gotten – I would have gotten Cliff uh, – uh, Robert Covington and uh, Carmelo Anthony and throw in Anthony Simmons for Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma. That's what I would have done if I'm the Lakers. You like that trade. I know you like that. That would have been that would have been a great trade because Carmelo would have helped them. What they need to, as a matter of fact, hell, they need to bring Carmelo in anyway. You know, I don't think he really fits in with with Portland. I think that with the way LeBron James plays, he needs a Carmelo Anthony that he can throw down there, and 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 or he, that can shoot. I mean, I love that idea, bro. I feel like yes. Go out and get – I can't wait till Amanda published this, and I hope somebody's listening because go out and get Carmelo. Go get the banana boat, boys. Yeah. So, brother, um, <laughs> Floyd, money may, Floyd, money man Mayweather, I know you don't like talking about these boys, but he said something that I think you will appreciate. He said, man, these dudes ain't real fighters. Do you agree with Floyd May Money, Floyd Money Mayweather, that these guys, Jake and Logan, aren't real fighters? Well, I mean, there's 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 talking about they're not a fighter in a street fight. Let's say they could they may be able to fight in a street fight, but can they fight in a boxing match with an actual boxer? No. Mm-hmm. Right. No, we talked about that yesterday. I think that Mayweather does what he normally does and he and it's gonna it's it's not gonna come to a surprise to us no but this is a paycheck and i'm actually going to buy that because i know it's gonna be i'm gonna actually buy i just want to see it so is he's fighting logan paul right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so this is a paycheck for logan like oh yeah he he'll probably make 20 to 30 million off of this. Yeah. It's a paycheck for Logan. It's a name. It's a way to get his name out there. The whole, the whole thing has been like the whole, I got your hat thing. Like, come on now, bro. Like, changed, I mean, that's what was funny for changed, a second. But he changed his Twitter to that handle. I got I'm it. not surprised. Yeah. But I'm like, I, it's, it's to me, it's publicity for him. Like, and that's feeding into, to me, like, that's what I, I, I don't necessarily like that because to me, that's feeding into, like, for me, toxicity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how we talk about the social media era, how we talk about, you know, everything that goes on publicly now. Like, nobody, ha- nobody has a private life anymore, mm-hmm. right? And we, we, we can use social media to our benefit, or we can put trash on it. And this right. is putting trash out there, if you ask me. Right? I think that this the, the whole thing regarding this is, to me, just a big joke. Like, 
I I don't know. I look at this and I just laugh. Like this is where we've come to. <laughs> this is like this is like watching watching the social media on this and then seeing that the fight's gonna happen is like reading the National Enquirer. Damn, I like that. That that's actually pretty. Good. That's a good comparison. You know what I do like because I am a boxing fan. I think it's bringing attention to boxing. Okay, so because promotion prom, promoters these days they're not as good as they they they're definitely not as good as Floyd. And the reason why I'm saying this is because there are no good fights out there. There's nothing to get excited about with boxing right now. So what I do like about the Paul brothers is that they are bringing attention to boxing. Now, is it, is it, are they good boxers? No, because Max brought up something. It takes five years for you to be good. Max Kellerman, by the way, on first take. And he also has a show called uh, Boxing with Max at 5 p.m. Eastern time. But he talks about this. It takes you five years to get good at 10 rounds in boxing. Now, only people that are trying to learn how to box will understand that. I am one of those people. I'm learning how to box, like really box. And to be honest, my my endurance right now only goes, I mean, to box, bro, only goes about a round and a half. And and most people won't understand that when you are fighting and you've been fighting for as long as Floyd has been fighting, there is a science to it. And if you and and you just point this out, there's a difference between street brawling and then getting in there and boxing. There is a method to boxing. Now, we don't know how good a shape these guys are in, but hell, I remember yesterday we talked about I saw Floyd. Floyd, I mean, this dude is ridiculous. Will this is the big question? It's not who's gonna like one punch can take Floyd out, right? Because Logan is is like six three or something like I don't know six two something like that. He's bigger, but at the same time, is he gonna hit him? You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna hit Floyd? Floyd is the best boxer in this generation, and you can say what you want to, but man, as fast as Manny Pacquiao was, didn't touch him. Yeah. Did not touch him. Canelo Alvarez didn't touch him. So I think this is this is a good money grab for the and it's gonna give them more popularity and stuff like that. But at the same time, right? Floyd Mayweather is not dumb. Hey, you gonna I'm gonna make a cool 100 million dollars off of this fight. Y'all just keep making this man rich, but they Conor McGregor made. Yeah, 100, 120, like 120, almost 150 million dollars fighting Floyd. So I think it's a I think it's a good thing. But are they fighters? No, no. they're not fighters. No. So going to uh, a series that we kind of talked about the day before yesterday. That I told you, you know, the series ended, and so we didn't talk about it at all yesterday. But I told you that Ben Simmons was going to make a difference in that series. He went to South Carolina and said, hey, bro, I need I need you to score tonight. So who's the bigger key in this next series with Atlanta versus Philadelphia? Is it Trey Young or is it Ben Simmons? Uh, ben Simmons. 
hands down. And I'll tell you the uh, big reason I have that is I think a power shift on the Sixers has now gone onto his shoulders now that Embiid has the torn meniscus. Right. That's I think that's the X, the X factor. Now we may see Embiid here, you know, play or because I I don't think he's going to be out. I think he was out the last game, but I don't think he's been ruled out for the rest of the playoffs. He's going to be in a lot of pain, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I mean, I think, at this I, think point, he, I think he's out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's torn. Like it's like it's okay. hard to play with that. Well, I mean, that makes it even worse for him then because you know then it's more pressure on Ben Simmons no matter what, and now it's even more than what it would have been with him being officially out for the rest of the, if he's out for the, the rest of the playoffs, that decision-making now says, okay, Ben, okay. You, you need to now control the game. You don't have your, your MVP contender out here anymore. Yeah. What are you going to do? And then we get to really see the IQ of Ben Simmons really have to show. Yeah. How's he going to set, how's he going to set up Tobias Harris to score Seth Curry to score? Did you not watch the the game? No, I didn't. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> he did that. <laughs> okay. Then, well, then that well, that works. That, that's what he's supposed I, I, to. So this is why this is why he's so dynamic and what people were saying when he came into the league. Yeah. He can play anywhere from point guard to power forward. He can play all five positions, actually. Yeah. 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 He can play power forward as a second spot next to point guard. Like that's primary two. So yeah. I mean, yeah, they got Dwight Howard down there. They can play Dwight Howard at center. And he played very well. And you know what? I hate going with this back and forth stuff on this, but one last like one last thing I'll make as far as the Lakers go. I think the Lakers should have never let go of Dwight Howard. Yeah, that was dumb. That was that was a dumb move. Um, and I'm glad you you just brought that up because I was gonna bring this up while I was talking about uh, a bigger key with Trey Young or Ben Simmons. Um, first, let me just say Ben Simmons is definitely the bigger key. I agree with you, but there are two Lakers on that team that if they would have been here versus the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns lose this series in five. That's just my personal opinion, because the reason why I say that, hell, Anthony was barely healthy and they won two games. You get what I'm saying? So Imagine Dwight Howard and Danny Green. Now everybody wants to talk about Danny Green. Like yeah, I'm, cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah, but y'all are crazy. True Laker fans like myself and that know the game of basketball, they needed Danny Green in this series because Danny Green was a D'd up D book. A hundred and T uh 110%. He is a three and D player. Y'all can say y'all cool on him, but this man plays in the playoffs. I would have rather had him than Kyle Kuzma. I'm going to tell you that right now. I would have rather had him than a few players on that team right now. They played. They're doing for what they did with the Lakers last year for this 76ers team. That's why they're not going to miss Joel Embiid because Ben Simmons now is taking the role of LeBron a different way. And I want you to watch this series because you didn't watch the game. All I'm trying to tell you is, because Ben Simmons doesn't have the shot that LeBron does. Watch what watch what Ben Simmons did. Ben Simmons got in the post, and he did one of two things. You either going to stop me going to the basket, or I'm going to hit one of my players. 
I think that if LeBron would have changed the trajectory, uh, and, and there was a time, I was going to tell you this, there was one time in the game where LeBron was trying to post up, and guess what? Goofy ass could not get him the ball. He was trying to post up. Yeah, and, no, I saw that. And, 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 and there was another look that he gave. Kuzma he gave him. He was just like, what the hell are you doing? Give me the ball. Like, throw the yeah. ball in. So there was another time that that happened. But the reason why he couldn't throw the ball in, because, hell, no, everybody knows that if, you, if he throws the ball back in to LeBron and he throws it out, they ain't going to be able to shoot. Kyle Kuzma is probably not going to make it. So Embiid is listed as day-to-day. Yeah, but he's not coming back. It, it doesn't make sense for him to come back. Well, we'll we'll see how far this goes, but I mean, if they were playing the Nets, I would say come back. But I don't think they need him in this series. Trey Young, though, Trey Young is playing out of his mind. This Hawks team is talented. I see that. I see Philadelphia going. I see Philadelphia beating them in six in this series, to be honest with you. And I don't think they need Embiid. I, I think what you're, what you're about to find out, like you just said, they're about to find out that this is probably going to be Ben Simmons' team going forward, and they're going to have to make a decision with Joel Embiid. They're going to have to see. There's, and there's some teams that can use him. The Mavericks like the centers. Um, there, there's a few teams that could use him. Hell. Joel Embiid will be good in Golden State's uh, system. You want to know why I say that? Because he likes to shoot threes. Yeah, they don't necessarily won't, need. They won't, they won't take him because they got James Wiseman over there. Yeah, they got James. I'm just saying he would be good in their system. Yeah. Um, another system he would be good in. Huh. Portland. Trade, trade, uh, trade both centers there, because. You all you need is a center in, in Philadelphia. I mean, you got Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons with that cast of players and shooters, Thibel, Danny Green, Melton, you know, I think Maxi is coming along. Curry, you didn't see the game, but you need to watch you need to watch them. They South Curry, you them Curry boys and they blood, man. He had like 30 some points. Like I was I was really Oh, he's a he's a hooper. He's a hooper. Den, uh, Dallas was going to they're going to miss him when they when he left. Well, Dallas didn't want to pay him, so that was right. a problem. And they should have paid him. I mean, they should have paid. I'm just glad that he's now a staple in the league because he had a long journey. I mean, he was in the G League for a little bit. Yeah. So I'm glad he's he's made his way. Um, final take. I don't know if you saw, but your man, Mr. Dan Campbell, okay? Oh, I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. I was going to bring this up yesterday, but I'm glad you Is he an embarrassment to your lines? <laughs> <laughs> so has, has, uh, he already, has he already jinxed your lines <laughs> wearing a damn yeah. helmet on this? <laughs> no, no, no. So, all right. So... Dan Campbell is bringing a different perspective into Detroit. Right. He's he's not coming in saying, I understand there's a problem. Let me see what I can do to fix it. This man said, no, there's a problem. I'm, I'm going to fix I'm it. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the energy. I mean, some of the things he said and done have like are just, what are you doing there? <laughs> 
<laughs> right. But like you talking about bringing out like what do you want a lion at practice? A live lion at practice? <laughs> like come on now, bro. But um he's I don't know. Scare, I, I, think, I think I think the shit out of some players. That's what you're doing. Right. Well, and I I kind of I'm I want to see what happens. Like it's kind of interesting to see somebody do this with such a I don't want to say crappy team, but because, I mean, every player on there is good in their own right. Everybody in the league is good, but to their standards, the Lions are, are trash. Right, right. So when we always say that it starts from the top down, right, maybe this energy needs to start from that top of the head coach and come down through all the players. Yeah. yeah. Right? So that's why I like it. I'm cool with it. What I do also like, did you hear who they're, he said they're going to go after? No. Todd Gurley. Oh, I did hear that. My bad. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, but and the, and the reason why he's doing that, I, I wanted to wanted to bring this point up. Dan Campbell comes from the Bill Parcells, and and Dan Campbell camp comes from that era, right? He was coached by Bill Parcells, so he likes watch out for Dan Campbell. That's what I'm trying to say, because Dan Campbell was, was mentored by, in my opinion, one of the the best coaches ever in football. So when he's been doing some wacky stuff, but I know he brought the line in because he, this is what the lions need. Okay. I I feel like they've had all these, these so-called, people that come in all cool and collective and be like, yeah, you know what? We go win here. We're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Jim Caldwell never said that. Right. But what I love about, by Mr. Campbell, coach Campbell is, is like, he's just shaking shit up right now. Like, he's just like, I mean, bring the, bring the line. He's like, he's trying to scare some shit, scare the shit out of some people. He's doing stuff because he also, this is also what people keep forgetting now. The Detroit Lions are the youngest team. They're they're trash, but they're they they are the youngest team in the NFL. One of the youngest teams in the NFL. You need a young coach like Dan Campbell if you're going to get your point across. So this is gonna be this is gonna be, in my opinion, a good situation because I feel like in that locker room, they're gonna feel like they're in college. You get what I'm saying? Like they're gonna they're getting paid. But I feel like I feel like it's something good brewing in Detroit. And don't be surprised in the next two, three years, you sitting there and, and we're going to be God, Lord willing, we're still doing our podcast and you're going to be wearing Detroit Lions hats talking about, bro, my line is actually good. <laughs> my is actually good. Well, I like the I like the Todd Gurley move if they can do it, because Todd Gurley has been to one Super Bowl. Who was his quarterback? Yeah. Uh your boy, Jared Goff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I've said it before. I'm not a fan of Jared Goff. I don't like that they went and got Jared Goff. Well, I mean, they had to. They, they had to do something. They had to do something. But this is, this is why I want everybody that's Detroit Lions fans to understand. The reason why they got rid of Matthew Stafford is to get rid of that contract. Even next oh, I understand. Get rid of him. Well, they now no, have they, wiggle room. They may have got rid of that contract, but do you know what contract they just brought to the team? 
It's not, it's not, but they, there is no more guaranteed money in that contract. That's what you keep forgetting. There's no more guaranteed contract in that Jared Goff contract. There's no more guaranteed money in that contract, which is the reason why they did the trade. Well, I mean, let's see what happens with it. I just, I don't have a lot of faith in him as a quarterback, but if he ends up turning out to be good, cool. I don't know. Like I said, oh, no, 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 you don't, you don't. You don't have to worry about him turning out to be good. He's not going to be good. I'm shocked that Detroit Lions did not draft a quarterback in this draft. I'm shocked that they well, they went and got they they have faith in golf and they went and got him protection. Yeah. The Nate rule is not a bad pick, right? I think he was a good pick. I think he was a solid pick. I don't think that the, I don't think the Lions had a bad uh bad draft. I think they had a Lions draft. Right. Yeah, exactly. They had a Lions draft. They didn't have but, anything. But this is what I'm telling you. The Lions have always drafted talent. They just get better when they leave or they retire. Calvin yeah. Johnson, Barry Sanders, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they've always had good talent. Now let's see if they knows how to develop that talent and use that talent. And this is also another thing with the Ford family. Stop firing your fucking coaches you know what i'm saying like let somebody let somebody get in there and develop and i think this is what they need to do like they didn't they missed out their chance they should have got kevin uh they should have brought him in instead of bringing in um uh what's his name patricia oh matt patricia yeah matt patricia Uh, we all know this Bill Belichick is the one calling the calling the plays over there. The only the only coach that's the only one of his coaches that beat him is down in Miami. Okay, Flores. Flores was a, the real deal. All these other guys, you brought them up. Uh, the guy that was in Houston last year, um, it was Charlie, Romeo, Romeo Cornell. Yeah, Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. Josh, Josh Daniels, yeah, he all these guys. He's still he's back there because he knew he, he went had back to go there. Home. He had yeah. to go home, yeah. So yeah, he knew what was good for him. And I think Patricia did he come back as a consultant or something? Like I think he went back. I'm not sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just glad he's not a head coach for the Lions anymore. I just know this that he when you come in and try to implement the Bill Belichick way with a bunch of guys that just came out of college. You are are already making mistakes. And I like what Dan Campbell is doing. He's he's like, man, they're saying, man, my coach is cool. Imagine when you were you play some sports growing up. Who did you like? You like the cool ass coach that was stern. I did. You know, I love the cool ass coach that was fun, you know, really good at what he did. You know, had the respect of my players. But he has an angle here, and I like it. You know, I, I think that's the reason why Jimmy Johnson was so successful when he came out the University of Miami. He he had that same type of same type of feel when he came to the Dallas Cowboys, and and had Troy Aikman and Michael Urban and Emmitt Smith and all those guys. He and Darren Wilson because those guys were young. So that's why I was telling you, don't be shocked if you hear if they stick with this guy the development of these guys and this guy becoming a good head coach in Detroit being good in the next three to four years. 
Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, it's about time if that's the case. I'd like to see that change. You know what I really wish, bro, is that they change their colors. I think they look too much like I think they look too much like the damn Dallas Cowboys. Like every time those two teams play, like I just I know the colors are different, but they yeah, it's kind of Lulu blue. Yeah, like it's 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 different, but I think they should change their colors, bro. Like I honestly think they should do something like they can't do that. They're 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 an original. Well, either that or the Cowboys need to go darker or something. I have no idea, but it, it always looks crazy when those two teams play. The helmets are like the same color and shit. Like I remember when Matthew Stafford dove over the goal line against the Cowboys, right? Remember that? Yeah. Hell, I thought it was Tony Romo because they had the same damn number. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right, you guys. It was been a pleasure. You guys have a great weekend. I am Duante Keller Woods for my main man, Michael Friends. And we will see you guys Monday on the new episode of Take After the Take. Have a good weekend. Mm-hmm.